to the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday. I am so excited to be with you today. How has your January been going so far? Mine has been mild, thankful, thankfully, like in a lot of ways, right? So um, weather-wise, it's been super mild, which is amazing considering I live in the Windy City, like If you have been to Chicago, if you've been to Illinois, you know that this wind will slap the taste out of your mouth, okay? So it's a good thing to have had a mild winter. And my birthday is in January, and I'm so used to like having a snowstorm or something like that. People never really wanted to come out and celebrate your birthday because it's so cold and nobody wants to get out the house in the cold. So it's been good that the weather has been nice for my birthday. What about you? What are you loving this month? What are you grateful for? We don't have to wait until November when Thanksgiving comes around to say what we're grateful for or to say what we're loving. That's the purpose of me practicing gratitude every single week when I throw a what I'm loving into these episodes. So Y'all know Starbucks does a wrapped year, like how Spotify wraps up your year. I guess Apple does that. I don't know. So my Spotify listening mix did a wrap and that was pretty fun, like to see the wrap up there. But Starbucks sent me an email and they did a wrap up too, y'all. I don't even remember all my numbers, but in going through that wrap up, it showed me that I was hooked on the Grande Vanilla Sweet Cream Cold Brews, okay? Love those. And I actually went back. I had to double back, right? But you got to get the sweet foam on top. I had to double back when I was like, oh, wait, I've been getting this drink the whole time. And it's giving, okay? <laughs> did you have a Starbucks wrap? Did you have a Spotify wrapped? If you did, what was on your wrapped list? That's a fun thing to pay attention to and a fun thing to kind of remind you of what was happening in your life at that time. Shout out to all my creative visionaries. How are y'all doing today? The new year straight up flew by and the holidays probably had you in a daze. If you still have not caught your breath from all the celebrating, and if you got a January birthday like me, then you really was celebrating, right? So your celebration probably went from November to December and now into January. I want to encourage you to slow down and catch your breath. I want to give you four life strategies to tap into your creativity today. And you can use these strategies not just when you're trying to be creative, but consistently. Because the more space that you allow yourself to blossom, the more access you have to the most creative, amazing, life-changing version of you. 
And I know you never seem to have enough time to do the things that you want to do or that you need to get done or you consistently feel tapped out creatively when it's time for you to sit down and produce something. So I want to give you some strategies because, you know, part of my role is vision architects. So helping people to bring their dreams out of their head and into a tangible reality. And we do that with practical strategy. So I have a focus on like wellness, but also practical strategies to help you get through life. Like I'm not just the person that's going to say like, hey, do these things and then not help to give you a blueprint to actually get it done. So strategy number one, get attached to your routines. Building a lifestyle of wellness means that you have to leave flexibility in your schedule. So if you get attached to your routines instead of the timing, because timing is so rigid, you have a little bit more flexibility. So what do I mean? I mean that if you usually get up at 5 a.m. and do prayer and meditation and then you usually journal for about 30 minutes and then you usually go for a workout for about 45 minutes and all of that, but you do it at specific times, so 5 o'clock to 5.15, 5.15 to 5. 45, 5.45 to 6.15, like you have these timed things, then when something changes in your life or your schedule has like a hiccup or something, you are going to feel like you are completely off and you can't accomplish what is necessary for you to accomplish. That's if you're attached to the timing versus, so I tell this strategy like to new moms all the time. So when they have a new baby, they're like, I feel flustered because I'm not doing my routines that I usually do. I'm not practicing wellness like I usually do. And it's honestly a struggle to find the time. I say, okay, so let's detach from the way that we have known life to be. And let's reattach with these new routines, having this new thing in your schedule. So let's say that now you stay up later because your spouse had a change of jobs or something like that, which requires you to do more and be up a little bit later than you usually are. So you can't get up at 5 a.m. anymore. If we are no longer attached to the timing or the scheduling, um, we can, without the strategy of, you know, being attached to the routine, we can feel like, our complete schedule, our complete routine, our complete wellness plan is thrown off and we got to toss it in the garbage. And that's not how I want you to view it. If you view it as a morning routine that you do, then how this might look is whether you get up at 5 a.m. or 7 a.m., you're still going to run through all of the things that you like to do. You may just have to condense it down to a smaller version. So think of it as like going to a restaurant where you have a premium experience versus like a drive-through because either way it goes you still need to eat right so whether you eat sitting down at a drive-through whether you eat at home where you have time to prepare the meal yourself or whether you drive through or whether you even do an order ahead on your phone and literally drive through and pick it up 
this is how I want you to picture your routines. So if my morning routine is typically 45 minutes in prayer, praise and worship, 30 minute workout and all of that. But again, at those specific times, if I'm getting attached to my routine, what that's going to look like is, okay, maybe I shrink it down 20 minutes in God's face right now and a 15 minute hit workout where I might have done a 30, 45 minute strength training workout. Maybe I part that down to 15 minutes. So it all depends on how much time you have. You could even do maybe a five minute stretch if you're feeling like your body is overworked that day. You're still getting that movement in. You're still able to do these things, but it's just not maybe as much time. And then it doesn't matter what time you wake up because maybe part of your wellness is that your body needed that time to rest. You needed that time to reset yourself. And so pausing to have a actual routine that is adjustable and flexible is going to be more beneficial to you than robbing your body of the rest that it needs and trying to get up early just to hit the time that you want to hit. And I know this can be a hard concept to transition to. I don't want you to think about perfection, but I want you to think about your ideal routines, right? So what ideally works for you? Ideally, um, my morning routine is I get up, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, I go get in God's face. And then after that, I'm spending the time kind of just working through my planner, you know, getting an assessment of my day. I like to knock out one or two quick work tasks before waking up and engaging with the kids and stuff like that. And then I am on to the next part of my morning. So but that first section of my day is for me. That is my wake up time, my transition time. I like to keep things very quiet. I might have soft music. I might light a candle some days. It really just depends on how I feel. So when you think about this, I want you to think about routine maintenance on cars, routine maintenance on houses, maintenance and routine on anything helps it to last longer and you are no different. So you need to build a routine that allows you to be flexible so that you are running as your best creative self, as the most mentally well version of you. Strategy number two, build intentional work routines. When you have intentional work routines, you are not overwhelmed and confused about what to do. When you're overwhelmed, having a routine can be soothing, right? And I don't want it to seem like every second of your life has to be planned out or to the T or whatever. You need to have flexibility built into your day, but you also need to consider when you're creating your routines, your habits, your schedule, where do I tend to need a break? Where is the most opportunity for flexibility? Like where would it make sense in my schedule for flexibility? But also, you know, thinking about how you can stay on task. So Every second of my life is not, you know, (laughs) planned out. You know what I'm saying? But whether you think about it or not, whether you're aware of them or not, I want you to know that you already have routines. 
You already have routines. Y'all know I like describing words. Routines are a sequence of actions that are regularly followed. Now, maybe your routine is that you tend to be super exhausted by Wednesday night. So instead of it being your laundry day like you plan, it's actually the day that you plop on a couch and binge your shows. Even this action is a routine if it's something that you continuously repeat. So I want you to know that you already have routines. They probably just need an adjustment. If you find yourself consistently tapped out, you need to adjust your routines. And you first need to be aware of them. So building intentional work routines. My routines go beyond just work. I do have routines for a lot of things in my life, but... Not every second of my day is planned out because I know that I need that mental space. So for example, on Mondays, uh, I have a home routine, which is, okay, my morning routine that I kind of gave you guys a a loose sort of picture. And then um, on Mondays, there are some tasks that I just have to get done. So for home, laundry, that's towels. Um, And then I'm usually making a simple meal that night because I go to the gym. And then I am meal planning the next three days. For work, my routine is choosing a weekly theme, running payroll, creating content. And for each of these little ticks on my to-do list, I am conscious of the time that it takes me as well. So for example, choosing a weekly theme, sometimes that takes me five minutes and I'm done. But the time that I allot for it on my schedule is 30 to 60 minutes because sometimes I need to do a larger content plan. Um, creating content, 60 to 120 minutes is what I have for that particular day. So I'm not parring down and trying to squeeze the fullness of everything in one day in one time. So there are daily routines, there are morning routines, there are work routines, but when I sit down after a long week or, you know, coming out of a fog of the holidays and birthdays, I'm like, Monday morning, what do I do? I have my routine. So I go and I look at my checklist of tasks and also what I typically do. And that helps to bring me back to where I need to be. So it takes that work of having to sort of brainstorm everything all over again out of the picture. So again, strategy one, getting attached to your routines, not the timing. Strategy two, build intentional work routines. Strategy three is to adjust your life lens regularly. This is extremely important because you don't want to view life through your trauma lens. If you never open yourself up to alternative perspectives, you miss the opportunity to see life differently and potentially a more positive position for yourself because you view everything in that negative light, that skewed perspective that's based heavily on your trauma. So a couple of ways to adjust your lens, go to therapy and heal. Y'all know, probably, I feel like since just before the pandemic, there's been a heavy push for like therapy, therapy, therapy. And then during the pandemic, heal, 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 soft girl era. I'm healing. I'm this, I'm that. But like, don't just follow trends and do what is like aesthetically pleasing for your life. Literally go in there and get messy, get ugly, 
and heal because that's what real healing is if you think about it before you have an aesthetically pleasing space like room you have to get messy you gotta pull stuff out you gotta clean stuff you gotta tear down old things you gotta build up new things and that process is exhausting and it's not always beautiful but what you end up with at the end is a beautiful result so you have to adjust your lens and go to therapy and heal listen when people talk beyond the regular passive version of listening so you can hear other people's perspectives their ideas their thought processes you know you can get a different view of life if you actually listen to people if you become invested in their stories and you try to understand their perspectives this can really help you and I know like sometimes people think that this means um acceptance of a person's views but you don't have to accept their views just to give them a space to listen you can listen you can empathize with them as a human without saying I 100% agree with you and I think that this is what prevents a lot of people from solid connections and building up relationships that would really add value to their life we are missing being invested in people's stories at the end of the day Even if you disagree with somebody, they're still a human. They still have a story. They still have value. Their life matters. And so if we think about things from that lens, that will shift our entire perspective. We also need to embrace new experiences, break out of your old routines and switch things up. That's one of the reasons why I'm even recording this episode, because it's important to shift the way that you do things. 2022 just passed and some of the things that you started last year around this time might feel stale right now and you might have like done a great job of sticking to your routine and your schedule so well that now you need to break out of that and come to something different okay and the very last strategy that I want to give you is consistent creativity resets. Stop trying to fill every role for every person all the time. Give yourself freedom to be off. If you're in the middle of a project, embrace the tap out phase, right? Because the tap out phase can one, teach you something, two, enhance your process and your overall product and your end result because you learn a lesson from being tapped out. So it's okay to be tapped out. And when you're tapped out, you need to pull back and reset so that you can function better when you come back to that. And if you're in the middle of a project and the tap out comes and you like, dang, I really need to get this done. You don't know the value that God is imparting in you, the value that is coming when you simply fall back and embrace the tap out. That sometimes even embracing the tap out can help you to adjust your lens. I want you to remember, you are created intentionally. Your body and your mind function intelligently. So if you're feeling tapped out, honor that boundary. Okay, I want to review again these strategies to help you 
get that creative vision, start up, going, functioning, flowing. And these are life strategies that you should be using all throughout the year at any point in time. Strategy one, get attached to your routines, not your schedule. Strategy two, build intentional work routines. Strategy three, adjust your life lens regularly. And then strategy four, consistent creativity resets. It's time to talk about what I've been loving. Product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Welcome back for another What I've Been Loving. I told y'all earlier in the show, I have been loving this uh, vanilla sweet cream cold brew again. That is bae. But I also loved this past week, the simplicity of my birthday, right? Like we think about birthdays and having to do large plans, having a you know, just go all out for birthdays or maybe you somebody that like a low key birthday. So um, this was a milestone year for me, 35. Whoop, whoop. But um, I didn't celebrate it in a typical way. Right. Like I remember when I turned 30, I did something really big and gathered a bunch of people. And I started to think about doing that for this birthday. But I was like, mm, I don't really feel like doing it. So I didn't. I just planned a day with all of my favorite activities. And I think it was my most fulfilling birthday yet, to be honest. Like, literally, just a birthday where I got to do me authentically, where there was no excessive planning because I felt pressure that somebody wanted me to do this, or this is what I should be doing, or it's 35, I should be doing whatever. Like, no, I did everything I wanted to do. And I had a great time. Will I regret not throwing a party? I don't think so. Literally, y'all. I don't think I will regret that at all. So shout out to all my family and friends that made me feel loved on my birthday and all my social media followers and podcast listeners. Thank you so, so much for your birthday wishes. I read all the messages and it meant so much to me um, just to be able to share this space with you and to, you know, give you a safe space and for you to think enough of me to pause in your day and say happy birthday. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a quick recap again, we talked about four life strategies for creative visionaries. One, get attached to your routines. Two, build intentional work routines. Three, adjust your life lens regularly. Four, consistent creativity resets. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love. Share with your mama, share with your best friend, share with your auntie, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that is all I have for you this week, and I will see you out in these social media streets.